Hi, this is Michelle. And this is Deanna. And this is Historable. So, Deanna. So, Michelle. It's been a second since I've said that. I know. Uh, happy holidays, y'all. We're back. <laughs> happy holiday season. Yeah, so we took some time off for Thanksgiving, you know, being thankful for being able to take some time off. Yeah. <laughs> thankful for your stuffing and your turkey and all the yummy food that you made. Did we talk about the stuffing in last year's episode? I feel like we probably did. This is like my family's secret not so secret <laughs> stuffing <laughs> i think we talked about the variations of stuffing in our thanksgiving episode last that's year right because everyone claims they have the best stuffing that's kind of like in my mind that's the dish that's what i look forward to yeah i think we should do like a stuffing. like a stuffing party yes where everyone brings our different versions <gasps> yes let's do it let's do it mine's in a patty form really it's an original yeah mine yeah, well, you've had my stuffing before. Yes. Um, so good. I feel like it always tastes better when I, it's actually cooked in the turkey. Mm-hmm. Like you can do it on the side, you can bake it by itself, but it's just not the same. So I'm going to have to get a turkey too for our stuffing off. Just to make this the stuffing. Yeah. So it'll taste right. Oh, see, that's, that's too far for me. I can't defile a turkey that way. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> anyway. It makes me sad. Anyway, animal rights. <laughs> Okay, so the last episode we did was actually on Roman mythology. So, uh, I'm sorry. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) The last episode we did was on Greek mythology. And this week we are doing on Roman mythology. I'm excited. Yes, I am too. So for those that didn't listen to the Greek mythology episode, please go back and listen to it. We, or I rather, mentioned that I have now become addicted to learning about different cultures' mythologies. I like it. And it's so fun. We will definitely be doing more. After today's episode, we'll take a break on them for a little bit. A little pause. A little pause. But I wanted to just kind of talk about these two back-to-back because Roman mythology is actually heavily inspired by Greek mythology Mm -hmm. and has a lot of the same gods. Okay. Just different names. So we're going to kind of dive into why that is, and then we'll talk about some fun stories. All right. Yay. Let's do it. All right. So let's get into it. Greek mythology predates our Roman mythology by like some estimate like a thousand years. Oh, wow. So Greek mythology is by far between the two. Well, far older. Mm -hmm. And the Greeks had actually at one point formed a colony on what is present day Sicily. Okay. So eventually there was a war that occurred and the Romans ended up taking over Sicily with this Greek establishment, right? And they kind of left behind a lot of information and shrines and things like that to their gods. And the Romans kind of picked it up. Mm -hmm. And then it started spreading throughout the entire Roman Empire. They kind of twisted it to their own. So a lot of the same structure of the gods that we talked about last episode are going to be the same. So it's Zeus and his harem of sisters. (laughs) (laughs) But they're all named something different. Got it. So another kind of thing that 
with the two that to just kind of go into this episode knowing is that a lot of the Roman gods tend to not have a gender. Okay. Or maybe even not like a likeness. Maybe it's just like a symbol that's kind of their likeness. And then also a big part of the differences that I found between the two is that I found that in like Greek mythology, it was all about how to lead a moral lifestyle because Mm -hmm. you don't want to anger the gods. You want the gods to, you know, favor you and all that stuff. Yeah, there were life lessons. Life lessons, right. But to lead a good life while you're alive. Mm -hmm. The Romans believed in the afterlife. And therefore, they were kind of like, yes, do good deeds and live a good moral life. But so that when you go to the afterlife, you're going to be in a more favorable position. Got it. So just a little bit of a change in tune, I guess, and like the perception of why the th- why things were the way they were. Mm-hmm. But again, just like the Greeks, there was a lot of stories that were set to explain why things are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of similarities there. Let's start off with kind of comparing the Greek gods' names to the Roman gods' names. Okay. So we'll start with Zaddy Zeus. Zaddy Zeus. He's the god of all gods. The Romans call him Jupiter. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of planets here. All the planets are named after, like, Roman gods. Okay. So kind of throwing it back all the way to episode one. Caligula. Caligs. Always back to Caligula. Always back. Literally all roads lead back to Rome. (laughs) (laughs) So we discussed in that episode, which I actually had to find my script just to remember what I wrote. (laughs) You still have your script? So I don't have the digital version, but I still, this is back when I used to like print the scripts and read it off. And I like dug through all my, because I always save paper and I'll use it for scrap paper. So I was looking through my scrap paper bin and I found it. Oh my gosh, you need to save it. We need to put it on the wall. (laughs) I know. Maybe one day we could like sign it when we're super famous and someone's going to pay millions of dollars for the original script. The original Caligula script. Yeah, you should save that. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely tuck it away. But so in that episode, we talked about how Caligula thought he was so high and mighty that he thought himself a literal god. Yeah. And started having people call him jupiter oh yeah for this reason it's all coming back to me now yep so i thought that was kind of funny so that's zaddy zeus also going back to comparisons if you remember his seventh and like most prominent wife was his sister hera Mm -hmm. the goddess of all gods and she is called juno so his other sister wife is Demeter. She was the mother of Persephone, and we talked about her in the story of why the seasons change. Mm-hmm. So in Roman mythology, she is called Ceres. Oh. And yes, Ceres, like C-E-R-E-S. Mm-hmm. So another little fun fact, there's a very famous downtown Chicago bar called Ceres. Yes. And this bar really came up in like, I'm just going to like, blanket a decade like the 50s let's say where it was really prominent for like businessmen to go to lunch and have a bunch of cocktails yep so there was a kind of a rule of thumb like you could only have one cocktail at lunch so this bar series became famous for your glass would be filled with all alcohol Mm -hmm. and then you would get a sidecar of your mixer (laughs) so that your one drink was really equivalent to like four drinks yeah and you could kind of get away with it so anyway i thought that was fun i was like i wonder if it's named after the Roman god probably probably right so next we have Zeus's famous brothers the god of the seas and in Greece that is Poseidon Mm -hmm. and in Rome it is Neptune okay 
Then we have my favorite planet, Pluto. Which I will die on the sale. Pluto is a planet forever. Piapo forever. If you know, you know. You know, you know. <laughs> Pluto, the Roman god Pluto in Greek mythology is Hades, the ruler of the underworld. Ooh, yes. So don't love that association, but we still stand for Pluto. So Then there's a couple other ones that are kind of big players. So the Greek goddess of wisdom is Athena. And in Roman mythology, she's Minerva. She plays, I, I think a lot of people consider her to be like one of the top three Roman gods. Mm -hmm. So she's got a big place in that. And then some just like rapid fire ones, Aphrodite in Greek mythology, the goddess of love is Venus. Mm -hmm. Ares, the god of war is Mars. Dionysus, our goddess of wine, we love her, is Bacchus. So there's a lot of different parallels where they just rename them. Yeah. Additionally, a lot of the stories are actually the same. So the Romans use a lot of the Greek mythology, but just kind of like use their own naming conventions. And they have a lot of the same stories. Got it. But they have some that are unique to Rome or to the Roman Empire. And we're going to mainly be talking about those today. So let's get into our first one. Let's do it. We're going to start off with kind of how Rome became Rome. Okay. Starting great with, place to start. Great place to start. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So did you know that Rome actually has an unofficial birthday? No, I didn't. Well, now you do. It is April the 21st of the year 753 BC. Wow. Long time ago. It's pretty old. Let's kind of talk about why that's its birthday. It's because of these two twin brothers named Romulus and Remus. So it's funny because... I didn't quite know the story fully, but once I learned it, I was like, I feel like I've known about little bits and pieces of this. Mm -hmm. So you might get some like, oh, actually, I think I knew that because I'm like, I don't know, maybe I learned this at some point, but just completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they when they OK, so when they were babies, they were living in an area that was ruled by a king named Amulius. Okay. If I'm saying that correctly. So Amulius knew that these twins were actually the son of Mars, remember, who's the god of war. Okay. And a woman that was supposed to be like a vestal virgin who was like meant to obviously be a virgin, but somehow Ares impregnated her. And now she gave birth to these twin boys that were literally the sons of the god of war. Right? So like... They're going to have some sort of reputation, one would assume, when they get older. <laughs> so just kind of some backstory here. There was a lot of issues between, like, their mother and this king, and a lot of, like, shady stuff was done. Okay. So these twins, Romulus and Remus, kind of had a reason to go after this king for retribution. We won't get into the whole nitty-gritty because there's a lot to it, mm -hmm. but just know that kind of going into it. Okay. So Amulius was like, you know what? These boys are going to be trouble. One, they do technically have a right to come at me. And they're also the sons of the god of war. So we need to kill them immediately. So he imprisoned their mother. And then he tucked the boys into a basket and floated them down the river. Okay. Saying, they'll eventually die. It's <laughs> it's going to happen. They're little infants in a basket on a river. Right. What, what are they going to do? Right. Yeah. So... He was incorrect. Uh-oh. What happened? The boys were found and pulled out of the water to safety. 
And their savior was a gigantic she-wolf by the name of Capitoline Wolf. Oh. Yes. Fancy. So it's said that this she-wolf took the boys and fed them, protected them, kept them warm, like fed fed them like from her, I hate this word, but fed them from her teeth. <laughs> um, she just kind of like helped rejuvenate them. And eventually a local farmer happened upon the she-wolf and the twin boys and ended up taking the boys and raising them as kind of like his own at the local farm. And this guy's name was Faustulus. Again, don't hold me to any of these pronunciations. Okay? Sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So he raised the boys until they became of age. And at that point, they decided to take revenge against the king and set out on their own adventures and set up their own city. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's set up a new city, free city, like we'll be the kings this time. And they were kind of talking about... Well, where is a city going to be? Yeah. It needs to be by a river because, of course, water sources and stuff like that. Convenience. And so they find the river that they were supposed to die in. And they're like, what a perfect place. (laughs) So they're kind of scouting it out. And the brothers thought that two different spots were great locations for this new city. And they were kind of arguing about whose location was better. And they decided to instead wait for like an auspicious sign from the gods okay so that means like in this case for example they were looking for a sign of the gods in the way of birds whoever was standing in their prime location and saw birds that was a sign from the gods saying this is the location it should be at so the two brothers went to their place I think it was uh, Remus went to Aventine, Aventine Hill and Romulus went to Palatine Hill. Okay. And they awaited their sign. And they both saw signs. Remus saw six birds. And then afterwards, Romulus saw 12 birds. So you're like, okay, but what is it that who saw birds first? Right. Or is it who saw the most birds? Yeah. So the brothers started bickering and fighting as siblings do. And they were like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Romulus ends up murdering his brother, Remus. Okay. Okay. So Romulus says, all right, well, I just killed my brother, but now that makes me like the all supreme master of this new town. And I'm going to name it after myself. And therefore, I'm going to name it Rome. Oh, there you go. Romulus Rome. So that's kind of how. How it came to be. How it I came love to it. be. Yeah. So as you can see here. This is, um, and I think I talked about this like in the Greek mythology episode, is that there's going to be points where there might be some truth, minor truth to the story, mm-hmm. but they inserted the gods by saying, oh, Ares was their father, right? Yeah. So there's certain things where it's like, I don't know, there's probably a little bit of truth to this, but Ares, I don't know. Take that for what you will. <laughs> so I will say that there are depictions of the she-wolf all over Rome um, oh, there's a couple statues um, that I've seen that I saw pictures when I was researching where it's like a statue of a she-wolf with two little boys. Okay. Literally at her teeth. <laughs> Suckling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> literally all those words I hate. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So there were some statues of that are found around Rome. I guess her likeness, just her likeness is also found around Rome a lot. So I was in Rome a very, very long time ago and was definitely not aware of the story, so I cannot say. Same. I'm like, yeah, I was there probably 
I don't know, like 10 years ago now. Cannot recall. Cannot. Seeing any she-wolf teton babies. <laughs> she-wolf teton <laughs> statues. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So definitely, if anyone's in Rome, send us pics. We'd yeah. love to see it. Send us a selfie. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, going back to the birthday is that that day was supposedly the birthday of Rome. Gotcha. The day that he murdered his brother. <laughs> great, great memory. Our next story is kind of really cute, but really sad. Okay. <laughs> like us. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Just kidding. Cute and sad. <laughs> and I think it's only cute because it has to do with a little animal. Uh-oh. And it's not really an animal that most people think is cute. I think they're adorable. <laughs> a buffalo? But... I was going to say adorable but dangerous, which applies to buffaloes. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, this is the story of Jupiter and the bee. Like buzz buzz, I'm a bee bitch, that kind of bee. Oh, a bee. Like a bee. I just think they're so cute. Maybe bumblebees because they're like little fuzzies. Uh, anyway, eh. uh, I'm a fan of bees. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, um, our bee friend, unnamed bee friend, is just buzzing around when some mortals come to his hive and steal his hive's honey. Rude. And he's like so pissed. And he's just like this little bee. And he's like, I can't do anything against these humans. So then the next day it happens again and again and again and again. And bee friend's just like, WTF, you can't keep stealing my, my, my hive's honey. Yeah. So what he decides to do is put some of the hive's honey in a jar. And I don't know how he carried it, but he carried it all the way up to Jupiter mm-hmm. to be like, the god of all gods, please help me. Here. Take some honey and eat it first. <laughs> Tell me how you like it. And Jupiter's like, it's good. What do you need? He's like, great. Now that you like my honey, please take this in exchange for a favor. Oh. <laughs> and Beefriend is like, I need something to protect my hive mm-hmm. from these mortals that keep stealing all of our honey. And Jupiter's like, okay. And you know, the gods are always trying to teach us lessons and stuff like that, right? Like right. there's always like something in it that you can't they just... They have an ulterior motive. Exactly. Even though he got a free jar of honey from Beefriend, he still was All like, organic. All organic. Yeah. Ho- homemade. Homemade organic <laughs> bee honey. <laughs> bee honey. <laughs> so anyway, Jupiter is like, all right, I'll tell you what, Beefriend. I will give you this new thing. It's going to be on your little bee butt. It's a stinger. And you'll be able to sting anyone that tries to steal your honey. But there's a catch. If you use your stinger. You die. You literally just die. Oh, yeah. And Befriend was like, um, I don't know about that. And Jupiter's like, too late. I already gave you the stinger. Look at your butt. And he turns around. He's like, where did this come from? <laughs> that was so fast. So Jupiter's like, okay, Befriend, like, go on your way. Like, whatever. So Befriend shows up to his hive. And all of his hive mates also have stingers. They're probably like, what? And they're all running, like, flying around, buzz, buzz. Like, look at this cool stinger I got, whatever. And Befriend had to get them all together and be like, hey, guys, we can only use this very sparingly because yeah. once we use it we die and everyone's like man so anyway i think they quickly learned their lesson with using their new little stingers because then they would die right so that's kind of the whole myth but let's talk about what it all means <laughs> so it means so this is mainly like a kid's myth too i think they teach these to like small children mm-hmm. to be like once you make an action, it cannot be taken back. Oh. No matter how much that you want to 
take back something you regret you can't take it back that makes a lot of sense i was like sitting here like trying to ponder it myself i'm like what's the lesson here what's the lesson yeah that (laughs) once you say something or act upon something you can never take that back yeah and you need to live with that you can't control z anything in real life yeah for sure (laughs) so that's kind of the lesson here with jupiter and the little bee friends little bee friends so cute Anyway, in the end, Befriend saved his hive, but also condemned lots of his hive at the same time. And B is for future generations to come. For always. For always. For our last story, we're going to talk about the story of Jupiter and Io. Okay. So Jupiter, reminder, is the god of gods, Daddy Zeus. And we're going to be talking mainly about how he was a playa. Ooh. Had a lot of ladies. Okay. So we talked about that in the last episode as well. And that his sister wife, Hera, or in Roman mythology, Juno, was definitely not a fan. And she was really skeptical and always trying to like get receipts and track him and trace him and stuff like that. (laughs) So anyway, they definitely had their issues when it came to this, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't stopping Jupiter from finding lovers. (laughs) He found love in a woman named Io. I don't think she was necessarily a god or a goddess or anything. I think she was just maybe a mortal, but he was definitely one of her, one of his boo things. Got it. So anyway, Juno started becoming really suspicious of his relationship with Io and was having him like tracked and watched all the time. And Jupiter's like, hey, we're just friends. Like nothing's going on here. Like we've all heard in the past, right? (laughs) So Jupiter's like, great. I need to get more sneaky about this. So he decides to turn himself into a black cloud. Okay. So that he could go and always be around Io. But he's just a black cloud hanging over her, which is like, (laughs) seems like, doom and gloom right like what's literally a blackout that's a bad omen bro like yeah he's just like clouding around clouding around but in in like paintings of this depiction of like their relationship Mm -hmm. it's like literally like a roman woman like hugging a black cloud oh okay which is her boyfriend (laughs) jupiter (laughs) what What is hugging my boyfriend, this black cloud? (laughs) What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Jeez. Okay. So anyway, Juno was not having it. She's like, "Mm, I see you, black cloud. I know that you're my... uh, That's my man. That's my husband, brother. (laughs) Excuse you. (laughs) That's my husband, brother. (laughs) I know. It's like sister wife. I'm like, what's your equivalent of sister wife? Yeah. It's brother. Brother husband. Brother husband. husband. I like... Husband, brother. Husband, I think brother. That, I think that sounds better. <laughs> yeah, way better. <laughs> so anyway, they were just, she's like, okay, jigs up. I know it's you. Okay. <laughs> like, I know you're that cloud. <laughs> <laughs> the oddest disguise I have ever heard of in the history of disguises. Like, I don't know, a teak, an owl, right? Like a rat or, I don't know, a bird that just appeared. going to be a black cloud. <laughs> How does one bla- even hug a black cloud you when your arms just go through it? It would go through and then you would be very, very damp afterwards. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Lots no of answers. Questions. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, anyway, Jupiter's like, all right, this is obviously not working. i got to find something else to do. So, he's like... Instead of disguising myself, I'm going to disguise 
Io. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he went to his wife, Juno, and was like, I'll never see her again. I promise you she's out of the picture. There's no more black clouds in my future. Trust me. And then he sneaks off and turns Io into a white cow. Oh, which like... You're going to start turning in a cow. Like, there's so many more elegant animals and creatures that Let's you can... Let's be real. It sounds like Homeboy wasn't great at selecting disguises. Definitely <laughs> not. The worst possible thing. One of the, the larger animals to exist currently. I mean, this white cow. This white cow. Okay. So, anyway, he enlists his friend Argus to kind of keep over watch of Io, the white cow. And... I would be annoyed. Uh, why would you turn me into a cow? Like, you right. can't turn me into, like, a bird so I can, like, fly places. or like you a, turn me into a cow. A, a cat, a dolphin, do, anything. Do I still have my own thoughts? Do I have cow thoughts? Do I need to eat grass? Who's Do milking, I stand up all day? Who's milking her udders? So many, once again, so many questions, no mm, answers. The questions. It's going to bother me till the end of time. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I just had to pause because I was reading my notes, and I'm like, did I say something wrong? It was actually Juno... Jupiter's wife that put the white cow under surveillance. Got it. So Jupiter turned her into white cow, and then Juno had Argus keep surveillance over the white cow. Watch that cow. <laughs> Watch that cow. Don't don't let it run away. Like, yeah. Okay. So she did that being like, fine, you're going to try and disguise your lover. I'm going to watch your lover and wait for you. I'm going to stare at this to, cow. To come make love with this cow. Gosh, <laughs> and so then cringe. I'm going to catch you. So, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm just trying to think of cow puns now in my head, and I just have like a reoccurring tape of moo. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, Jupiter finds out through the grapevine that Juno is having his beloved Io kept under surveillance, and he's yeah. like, No, I can't even go to her. So, he gets one of his sons, Mercury to go to Argus, the surveiller, right? He's Mm -hmm. like, go to him and just, like, tell him a bunch of stories until he falls asleep. Okay. Like, night-night stories. Like, the cow jumped over the moon, that kind of cute stuff. And it worked. And Argus fell asleep. So Mercury went and tried to get get Io and free her. But before he could leave, Juno showed up. Dun-dun-dun. And was like, excuse me, this is my cow. She is under my custody. And then Jupiter shows up and there's this big brawl and everyone's fighting like what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And Juno tries to send something called a gadfly after the cow to sting her and kill her. And it's this whole big nasty thing. And finally, Jupiter's like, all right, I give up. I will give up Io. Just don't kill her. Turn her back into a human Mm -hmm. and send her away. And I will never go after her again. Got it. And Juno's like, fool me once, right? (laughs) Um, but she actually agrees and she lets Io go and they put her on a ship and she gets sent to a long voyage to a far, far away land called Egypt, where she became Egypt's first goddess. Oh, yes. Cool. So I wanted to leave it there because I thought, I don't necessarily know if we're going to do Egyptian mythology next or like gods and goddesses and stuff. I like it. But if we do, that's a perfect segue. Love it. Great job. Yeah. So anyway, um, there were a lot of stories when I was looking at like the top Roman mythology stories. There was a lot of to do about like myths versus legends, which I don't know. 
Sure, by definition, they are probably very different. They just sound alike to me. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the stories I was finding, the popular ones at least, were ones that we covered in Greek mythology. Got it. <laughs> or that are more like, it's a Greek myth that was just interpreted with the Roman name. Characters, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of different stories a lot of it I found more in Roman mythology rather than Greek mythology mm-hmm. had more historical context to it. So it was like real life things that were happening that they just like dropped a god into the story. Gotcha. Like that of Remus and Romulus. Right? Yeah. So there was far more situations like that. But I think those were kind of my three favorites. Yeah, those were great. Yeah. So this is our unofficial mythology series <laughs> and like, there's so many other cultures and like i like yeah, this. egypt's definitely up there vikings uh so many more yeah. slavic like beliefs and stuff like that i'm like Phew. oh don't, man don't even get me started okay we will definitely be jumping through all of these because it's my new favorite thing anyway that is our little episode on Roman mythology. Yay. Clap, 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 clap. clap. Fate, well, thank you for pulling that all together. That's definitely, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a myth fan now. Fans mm-hmm. of the myths. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for pulling that all together. It was a good a good way to get back into the podcasting mode. I know it's been weird. We took two weeks off, and I'm like, what is a microphone? Like, how do we do this? What is an XLR cable? <laughs> so if you guys want to check out any of Michelle's source material, go to our website, historablepodcast.com. Feel free to follow us on all the socials. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. Like, follow, share, etc. If you um, end up taking a selfie with that she-beast, um, with the, the, tw- the two kids, you know, Teeting away. Teeting away. Uh, <laughs> send us a selfie to historiablepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. And if you would also like to support us, Patreon is a great way to do that. So go to patreon.com slash historiablepodcast and feel free to sign up there. You'll have access to a lot of great content, some fun bonus episodes. And I think that's, I'm like, it's been a while since I've done the spiel, but I think I checked all the boxes. I think so. you did too. Thank you once again, Michelle. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you guys listening. I mean, we could, but it, would, it wouldn't it would be as impactful. It would just be me and Michelle sitting around talking at each other. Which we do anyway. Touche. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for your support. Thank you, Michelle. And we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I just kept imagining like this little like, bee friend, this little bee butt. He's like, what is this? Being voiced by Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) Wasn't he the voice in the B movie? (laughs) Yeah, I think he was. (laughs) That works. I like it. There we go. Awesome. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.